Yeah, that was just my first question. Uh, can you just give us a quick overview of what Knights of the Frozen Throne will be bringing? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Knights of the Frozen Throne is our next expansion for Hearthstone. Um, this is the first time we're going to be taking all of our players into Northrend, which is this kind of very uh, frozen continent of the north. And it's one of these classic places in Warcraft lore and mythology. Uh, because at the center of it, it sits Icecrown Citadel, which is a very dark and brooding tower. At the very top of Icecrown Citadel is the Frozen Throne. Inside the Frozen Throne is the Lich King. And this is sort of like a very well-known, um, tragic character from Warcraft history and lore. Um, and so we're bringing him into Hearthstone, trying to find a way to be true to his dark essence and sort of his power, but also kind of bringing a little bit of the Hearthstone whimsical flair and right. sense of humor as well. And that was kind of one of our challenges in the development. I think we did found a good balance there, though. Um, I was just going to say, someone like me who's never played World of Warcraft, I'm not really a big gamer, What's something for people like me that you would say is a reason to kind of jump into this and give it a shot? Sure, yeah, and I think, you know, when we first set out to make Hearthstone, we talked to a lot of people like you, and, you know, the way that we sort of start all of our games at Blizzard is that there's a particular genre of game that we're super passionate about. Right. So we think, like, this is something we're playing on our lunch breaks and playing on weekends with our buddies, and, you know, we'll talk about, like, oh, this game is so fun, why aren't more people playing it? And so we'll gravitate towards a game like that and think, what are the things we can do to polish it up what are things we can do to, to shave off some of the rough edges and make it the best version that we're really excited about? Right. That's how we kind of got to where we were with World of Warcraft. Uh, we've done a similar thing with um, you know real-time strategy games, and then when Hearthstone came around, we were big fans of collectible card games. Um, but you know we got a lot of feedback from people saying it's kind of intimidating. Like there's a lot of math-looking stuff, and it looked like tarot cards. And what is this thing? And so. We took that as a big challenge, like how can we make these fun compulsions of playing a special card game and make it more accessible? Yeah. So that anybody can, within five minutes, pick it up and start having fun. And that's right. kind of how we started with the game. So um, you're brought into the Hearthstone from the very beginning, just assuming you've never played this genre before. There's a set of introductory missions that kind of okay. helps walk you through uh, the various core mechanics of the game. And yeah. we didn't really want to make it too, too, too much of a tutorial feeling, so it kind of more feels like you're kind of thrown right in fighting some interesting characters, and along the way, they'll introduce you slowly to some new kind of ways to play. Um, how does something like the taunt mechanic work? And it kind of walks you through this hour-long experience just to get a good feel for it before you're thrown in to play with some other players. Okay. Um, so we actually have a dedicated, for example, designer on our team, who all, all she focuses on is the new player experience. How can we really kind of keep this as um, accessible as we can possibly make yeah. it? Really leading to the charm side, because we know that if given the chance, and you know, people who are might thought they would never play this kind of a genre, if given the chance, we think they could love it. Yeah. So yeah. that's a big part of how we think about it. Cool. Um, so with all the lore that's in uh, Warcraft, how do you guys decide what you're going to do next? I'm sure you, everybody has a different idea of what they want to do. How do you guys decide on this one and what to do after? So there's a, we usually have a meeting with like a lot of the designers and team leadership to tell you what are all the ideas, where do you want to take the game for the next year or so. Um, and we kind of have penciled in different kind of key beats that we think are important. You know, we know, we've known we wanted to go to Northrend and Icecrown Citadel for a long time now. But um, a lot of it comes down to what's the, the next beat we think that makes sense for the game. What are the, a lot of, sometimes it's the mechanics. So for example, when we released um, our very first adventure ever, that was the Curse of Naxxramas, and we really knew we were excited about this mechanic in the game called Death Rattle. Um, it was part of the core set, but we didn't really use it as much as we would have liked. And so, like, okay, we really want to do a Death Rattle themed set. What's the best place to set that? So it turns out there's this raid, this sort of dark dungeon in, in the Warcraft universe called Naxxramas. And it's full of, like, these uh, 
insect creatures, um, and it's full of like uh, the undead and um, spiders and all kinds of nasty stuff. So we kind of linked up that theme with this mechanic that we wanted to build around, and that became the Curse of Max Ramus. Uh, and so we're kind of constantly doing that process, and so when it came to uh, Knights of the Frozen Throne, we were very excited about introducing this new type of card called a hero card, which turns you into death knights, um, and so kind of thematically connected uh, pretty well. And uh, how do you think changing them into death knights is going to uh, kind of change the meta that's currently going on in competitive and death? That's a good question. So, I mean, we basically always, what we, we always try to do with every set is put out a bunch of tools, like a bunch of different things that our players can kind of connect to, and maybe they'll build a deck around it, maybe they tinker in a couple of cards here and there. Um, and so, in this case, you know, one of the things we're trying to do is put in cards that um, lead to some interesting mid-game, lead to some interesting uh, potential late-game as well. Um, you know, we have cards that uh, will allow for different types of deck-building strategies than what we might have seen before in the past. So, one example is there's a, call, a card called Prince Keleset, uh, who's a uh, two-mana card, and when you put him into play, the way his power reads is that if you have no other cards in your deck that cost two mana, uh, then he basically buffs your entire deck of minions with plus one, plus one, so they become more powerful. Yeah. So the strategy there is, can I come up with an interesting deck of what I think could be a powerful deck with no two-cost cards, which is a meaningful restriction, but there's a pretty big reward there if you can pull it off. Yeah. So that's one way that our designers try to come up with tools that our players can think about to build new deck types that push them in new directions. Right. And how do you guys go about balancing it with so many new cards being introduced in each expansion and adventure? It just seems like it would be such a huge task to try to figure that out beforehand. And have you guys ever thought something was perfectly balanced and then just through people playing competitive or casual, you realize like, wow, we need to change that? Yeah, so the first part of your question, like, how do we do it? We actually have a dedicated balance team. These are all guys who are excellent, excellent, excellent Hearthstone players and can try to get a feel for, like, what are the types of decks people will make out of this? How does this sort of get out of control? Like, what are the types of things? And are there ways we can kind of forecast that and really plan around it? Um, we also have the team playtesting a lot. We do pretty regular playtests on the team to try and help those guys out and give them more perspective on it. Um, and then beyond that, you know, we'll sometimes bring in people from the community to look at the various cards and give, give us their perspective as well. Um, that said, to your point, has it ever happened that we haven't perfectly mastered the balance? That kind of happens all the time. Yeah. Like, we, we do our best to sort of uh, have a good sense of where this is going to end up and forecast it, but, you know, we have a lot of people who are really excited about Hearthstone and try different combinations, and even though we have a, we've grown our balance team, they're very smart guys, there's only so much a handful of guys can do versus having millions of players just trying things day in, day out of different ways to play. And so what we do is we'll kind of see how that evolves over time. And if needs be, we'll kind of come in and make changes to cards if it just gets too far into a place where it's just really negatively affecting the meta. You know, in general, we want to give a little time there to see if the community can kind of self-correct and both pull in some new tools that kind of push in a different direction. But, uh, you know, it definitely happens as it just happened recently with the Quest Rogue that we had to make some changes to because it was just such a dominant deck type that uh, it was just getting too much play and sort of not allowing for a healthy meta. Um, speaking of just how big the game is, it's always on the top four or five on Twitch. What do you guys think, uh, like, why do you think it's been so well received just by so many people? Um, I think it's something that goes back to what I mentioned earlier, that we try to make a very accessible, charming game. We try to make it so anybody can come in and, you know, have a lot of fun playing very quickly. We also put a lot of time into kind of crafting the interaction with the cards so it just it feels really good when you actually 
play a twisting nether card and you see this big vortex spinning around the board or opening up a pack and it just feels good there's flashes of light and particles and effects and it just feels like it's a visceral kind of thing so i think that's a big part of what the attraction is initially but there's a lot of depth to it too there's a lot of tremendous amount of different ways you can play your deck and a lot of people who are uh, competing at a very 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 high level that just shows how far you can take it so i think whether you're a brand new player or been playing for years and, and this is like a pro player, um, there's a lot there for you. So I think that the, a lot of the legs come from that. Um, as far as the eSports e side of stuff that you mentioned, I think it's a game that's very easy to watch. Like it can be hard to watch some eSports because the action is very fast and it's hard to really track it. But this is a case where you can sit there, look at what's in your head for a minute or so and like, what would I do in this situation? And see if the streamer does the same thing and oh, they did something different. Then you kind of learn something. Um, and it kind of gives a chance to have the, you know, the uh, uh, Twitch chat commentator back and forth, and go commentary going back and forth with the streamer as well. Where there could be a dialogue as they're playing the game and yeah, talk yeah. about what strategies make sense. And I think it's one of the things that really makes Hearthstone a great game to watch competitively. In any of these things, do you ever notice some like someone do a move or you know play a card that you're like, I never would have thought of that. Yeah. Or like you see like cards being used that you're like, I can't believe like everyone's using this card when I thought they'd use that one or anything like that. Absolutely. Like, it, ha it happens all the time and you know, we're always surprised by our community and the stuff they come up with. There's a pretty classic match I'll cite really quick. Um, you know, Raynad who's a pretty well-known influencer in our community. There was a match where he was playing competitively and um, he was kind of looking at his options and trying to figure out how am I going to get out of the situation and the casters were sort of watching him and saying, I don't know, I'm not sure how he's going to do this and he actually ended up using a damage, a direct damage spell. I think it was a frostbolt at the time Frostbolt, one of his own minions, that then sort of splintered into two other minions, and then that gave him the edge he needed to kind of end up pulling out the match. And there's these little things where, like, the very top-end players can see things that yeah. nobody else will see. And every time you see that, like, it kind of expands your uh, perspective on what's possible in the game, and kind of sh will show you the difference between, like, a good player and a truly great player. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, when you guys first started creating Hearthstone, like, did you guys have any expectations for how big it could get? And what do you see it being looking like the next 10 years? So we generally focus on just making the, guess, the best game we can make. And so yeah, we always want other people to go out and check it out and get excited about it the same way that we are. Um, but we try to sort of, as we're developing it anyway, to begin with, sort of make sure that we're going to just focus our energy on just um, doing all the things we can to make it just really fun and compelling and satisfying instead of having very specific goals on how many people will play it. Yeah. We're happy that as many people have picked it up ha uh, have, obviously. Um, and I think with that comes a lot of you know obligation responsibility on the dev team to make sure we're putting out new content and making it exciting for all those players. So one of the implications is, is we've grown the team a lot. This sort of speaks to the other part of your question about how, how are we kind of evolving. Um, when we shipped Hearthstone, we had about 15 people on the team. Now we have about 80, and we're continuing to grow just to sort of have new content and new things to see at a faster cadence. Dovetailing on that to so where we're going in the next 10 years, 10 years is a long time out. Yeah. It's kind of hard to think like the next five years. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. But one of the things that we are doing right now is we're looking for ways to really help players who love the game come together and find each other and celebrate their love for Hearthstone. You know, I, I really think that one of the best ways to experience Hearthstone is across the table just like this with somebody else who loves the game. And, you know, we're here at Comic-Con just sharing your love and geeking out about something that's a passion. So we're building into the game support for that. We have this program called Fireside Gatherings. Um, this is sort of like, uh, comes from a rich history of, you know, getting together at a hobby shop and playing a game with, with uh, your buddies. And what we did is we built a system where people can go and register an event uh, to come together in a local cafe or a bar or something like that to play Hearthstone. Um, and we launched that with the game about two or three years ago. 
the thing that's changing now is we're building support into the game of Hearthstone itself to unlock new capabilities when you're playing from a fireside gathering. So the new thing that we have is technology that sort of will identify that I'm playing from, let's say, the Starbucks on the street or something like that on Thursday night at 9 o'clock. And if I go there at that time with my buddies, the new game mode will be released within the game itself. It's called a fireside brawl. You can only play that in that setting. We have a lot of other features like that that we're going to be introducing that kind of yeah. are designed specifically for in-person meetups like that uh, that kind of celebrate uh, the experience. So that's a big part of our roadmap for the yeah. next few years. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so Blizzard always, uh, they often take heroes from various uh, franchises and other ones. Do you guys foresee that ever happening with uh, Hearthstone? Because I know you guys created a couple of your own characters, but it's mainly from Warcraft. Could you see maybe uh, from the Diablo series any cards coming over, or I guess Overwatch would be one of the main ones? You know, I think we've got so much uh, still left to explore yeah. in the Warcraft universe. There's so many characters there, so many locations, so many narratives that we haven't really even scratched the surface yet. I think we're, we've got a lot of room there to grow, and we want to keep it sort of in that vein, stylistically consistent. Yeah. There are cases, though, where other franchises would bleed in almost as little cameos or Easter eggs here and there. So there is like an Overwatch card back you yeah, can yeah. get. We have had done brawls at some point. There was one sort of brawl uh, celebrating Diablo for its anniversary that we did. Uh, that kind of had like a little play on, you know, the secret cow level kind of thing. So that was part of that event that, you know, if you knew what we were referring to, like, it's like, oh, I know what they're doing there. Gotcha. Without going too far into like the characters themselves or just yeah. the game. Um, so I guess, uh, lastly, um, what is your favorite character from this expansion and uh, just overall before this expansion? Um, so, you know, it's hard. He's kind of the obvious, <laughs> he's kind of, kind of the obvious answer, but it's hard not to like where we ended up with the Lich King. Like he's just, uh, I think he's played such a big role in this particular set, and he is, he's got this great sense of sort of like sarcasm when, when you're talking to the sense of humor that kind of that really makes it fun to interact with him. Yeah. We actually did this thing for the first time with this release where uh, when you actually fight him on the very last mission, we have a, eight free missions that you can play through as you're going into this release. Um, and you'll have all these different bosses that are you're kind of working your way up. There's Professor Putricide, who's kind of this like a crazy mad scientist you have to find. Yeah. There's this Blood Queen, Lanathel, who's this vampire queen you have to fight. And at the very end is the Lich King himself. And the thing we did with him is that there's nine classes in Hearthstone. You've got Rexar as a hunter and Jane as a mage. Depending on which class you come to him with, he'll come up with a different sort of approach to react to your class and the mechanics that that class brings to the table. So he's kind of like a, a, a different experience each time. So we're really excited yeah. about that. So I guess that, that's a good way to keep it fresh and go through it multiple times. Exactly. So, that's about it then. Cool. Well, really appreciate you guys coming out and chatting with us. Yeah, yeah. thanks.